everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Historic Pinstripes. Again, my name is Brian and I have been a die-hard Yankees fan since I was about 7 years old. The goal of the Historic Pinstripes is, as always, to preserve the rich history and tradition of the New York Yankees by discussing the greatest Yankees players and moments in Yankees history. So, today I'm going to be discussing the most underrated Yankees and most overrated Yankees of all time. And first off, we're going to start with the most underrated Yankees of all time. But first, I just wanted to thank everybody for listening to the Historic Pinstripes and for sticking with us. Feel free to uh, follow us. There's going to be a lot more content coming out. Um, and I just I appreciate everybody for listening and having listened to this podcast and sticking with us on our social media platforms um, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram uh, at the Historic Pinstripes. Twitter at Historic NYY and Historic Pinstripes at Historic Pinstripes at, on Instagram. Um, so I just wanted to thank uh, everyone for following along. And one more thing is I just wanted to let everybody know that uh, once again that the Historic Pinstripes is a proud member of the 4041 Media family with other podcasts such as Movie Theater, Time Machine, Free Your Geek, Psych Your Crime, and a bunch of other podcast streamers. You can feel free to go to www.4041media.com for more information. So, the most underrated Yankees in Yankees history. So, I'm just going to read off a list of names that I kind of came up with. Uh, Hector Lopez, Randy Velarde, Tom Tresh, Tony Kubek, Spud Chandler, Joe Gordon, Greg Nettles, Brett Gardner, Bobby Richardson, Cleet Boyer, Roy White, Phil Rizzuto, Mickey Rivers, Willie Randolph, and um, uh, Chris Chambliss. Also, Lou Pinella, Bucky Dent, Elston Howard, and Horace Clark. So now that I've named all the players that I feel like are underrated, um, I'm just going to go through them a little bit. Elston Howard, I feel like, even could be considered as underrated because I feel like Elston Howard, um, if he had started earlier in his career, he probably could have been a, maybe even a Hall of Famer, I think. Um, but, of course, you know, the, there was a lot of other factors um, to consider there. Um, uh, but I don't think that Elston Howard was underrated. I'd like, obviously, he had his number retired. He has a, a plaque in Monument Park, and I think a lot of people know who he is and and um so uh, but but I do feel like there's there could be you, you could make a case for it um Bucky Dent is another one uh Bucky Dent had over a thousand hits which you don't really think of him as a as a offensive uh player and he really wasn't I mean because he just played a long time um I'm not sure how long he played I know it was over it was over like 15 years, I believe. I think he might have played like 17 years or so. Um, but he was a three-time All-Star. Of course, back then, um, shortstops, they weren't really... They, even back then, they didn't really hit a whole lot. Um, but he, he was he was very good defensively. And then uh, Lupinella is another one who I really think um, is underrated because I feel like Lupinella, Lupinella, Chris Chambliss, and Mickey Rivers even, and Roy White, they all kind of... And Greg Nettles too. They all kind of go under the radar... Especially when you have when you're on a team with like Reggie Jackson, Thurman Munson, uh, Catfish Hunter, and and uh, Ron Guidry and Sparky Lyle, Goose Gossage, it goes on and on. Um, 
So, uh, you know, it's just like Greg Nettles. I don't know if he's necessarily underrated because he did have some very good years with the Yankees. He, um, he was a, a tremendous defensive third baseman. Um, and, and he was, he was very good with the bat. He, he was a good power hitter. Lupinella, he hit 295 in 11 seasons for the Yankees. He, he even almost had 2,000 hits in his career, which I didn't know that Lupinella was even that great of a, a player until probably until I was like 10 years old or so because I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up watching the, the 70s Yankees. I was, uh, by the time I had started watching baseball, um, the, he was a manager, so I didn't, I didn't really know what, uh, I think he was managing for the Reds at the time. Um, but anyways, so Lupinella, and then there was, uh, Randy Velarde as well. Randy Velarde and Horace Clark, I feel like they're both underrated players, even though they're not the most, they're not, they're, they're, they were never all-stars. Velarde may have made an all-star team in the, in the early part of the 90s, but I'm not, I don't think he did. But he at least had a couple good years. And uh, Horace Clark had, had, I mean, he played at a time where, again, shortstops, second baseman, they weren't expected to hit a whole lot, especially shortstops. And he played for the Yankees during, during another uh, a bad stretch for the Yankees in 1965 to 1974. Um, where they didn't make the playoffs at all, and and they're um, you know sometimes just playing on those teams that you know there's there's no there's no uh, where where you know the teams are not going to compete, then that can kind of be kind of hard for a player to stay motivated. And Horace Clark was a good player. He had some he had some good seasons. I mean he wasn't he wasn't a Derek Jeter or Phil Rizzuto or someone like that, or Alex Rodriguez for that matter either. Um, but you know, he was a good player. So I think you could definitely make a case for him being underrated because not too many people are aware of him. At least I, I kind of forget about him anyway. So yeah, Randy Velarde and Horace Clark, Tom Tresh, Tony Kubek are also two other guys that are, that in my opinion are quite underrated. Um, Tom Tresh was more of a power guy. He won a rookie of the year. Tony Kubek also won the rookie of the year as well. I believe, um, I, I believe Tom Tresh was a little bit younger than Tony Kubek, but they they both played around the same time period for the most part. They, they overlapped, and they were both kind of, you know, right in that same period, Mickey Mano, Roger Maris. So they got overlooked a lot, um, but they were, they were very important parts of those Yankee teams that won, that won quite a few World Series championships. I think they both won three World Series in their time um, with the Yankees. Spud Chandler is another one. Spud Chandler is and Joe Gordon as well. They they both won an MVP award. However, um, because Spud Chandler played so long ago, he played back in like the late thirties, early forties. I think he had a very short career too because of an injury toward the end of his career. Um, but I so so I mean just the fact that he had a shortened career, he kind of gets forgotten about a little bit. I think. Um, unless you're a, like a really big Yankee fan or something, um, or just a big history buff about baseball. Um, however, Spud Chandler, you know, he, he won an MVP. Like I said, he had one of the, he has, he had one of the best ERAs in a single season. I think, I think it might've, I think it's still the best ERA in Yankees history in a single season. It was like 1.38 in 1930, 1943 or 19, around the early forties, late thirties. Um, 
and Joe Gordon, I know he won an MVP in around like the mid to late 1940s. Um, played a long time. Um, I think he's even in the Hall of Fame now. I think he got in. I don't think it was that long ago with the veterans ballot. I'm not sure when he got in, but I, I think he's in the Hall of Fame. But he's another guy you don't really hear of as much when people talk about Yankee second baseman. Um, unless, you know, like I said, with uh, Spud Chandler, unless you're really into uh, baseball history. Um, but anyways, moving on. So Brett Gardner is another one I, I mentioned. Um, I, I think most people would probably have him on this list. Brett Gardner, you know, he was always just a hard-nosed player. You know, he, he wasn't really expected when he started. I think the Yankees used him mostly as just like a, a speed guy, just coming off the bench to pitch run toward the end of the season for the playoffs, uh, being a defensive replacement. But he kind of kept working at it, and, and he eventually became an all-star. He made made one all-star team. I think he might have been in the final vote for another all-star, um, potentially another all-star game, but it, he didn't get in. But, um, you know, he, he had some very good seasons, and I think he definitely is deserving to be considered on this list. Um, uh, some of the other guys, Bobby Richardson. Bobby Richardson was a very probably one of the best Yankees second, second baseman in Yankees history, um, and one of the most clutch hitters in Yankees history as well. He even won the World Series MVP in 1960 when the Yankees lost. He's the only player in um, in World Series history in baseball to he's the only player in World Series history to win the MVP in a World Series that there that his team lost. Um, uh, another guy would be Cleet Boyer. And uh, another thing about Bobby Richardson, he was a fantastic defensive second baseman. Um, Cleet Boyer, another guy, great defensive third baseman, won two gold gloves, played during the same era as uh, Brooks Robinson. Roy White is another one. I mentioned him already as well. Um, but Roy, Roy White was a very good Yankee. He, he very good player. He just He's probably a borderline Hall of Famer. I don't know if I would say he was an underrated Yankee. I don't necessarily think he's underrated because he was a very just a very very good player. After him, I had Mickey Rivers. Mickey Rivers is a guy that he was just a very important part of the 1970s um, Yankees, being the leadoff guy and a, a very good center fielder for the New York Yankees. Very fast um, and and also you know Billy Martin liked to play small ball and Mickey Rivers was he was he was pretty good at that. Um, Willie Randolph, um, as another guy from the seventies, kind of did the same type of thing. He just, he just, you know, he was just a really good baseball player. Randolph, I think was a little bit better than Mickey Rivers looking by looking at the numbers. Anyway, he was better. Um, but anyways, Willie Randolph was a very good defensive second baseman, um, from what I've heard anyway. And, and he, he, he was a very good hitter as well. Um, played a long time too. Uh, Chris Chambliss, another guy. So now that I've I've talked about them all a little bit. The the my top five would probably be uh, number one. I kind of got to go to Spud, Spud Chandler because even though he did win an MVP, he still kind of gets. I feel like he still kind of is underappreciated a little bit. I mean, not underappreciated, but he's just he's just underrated. Um, and he's probably not as well known as maybe he could be. Uh, so Spud Chandler is number one. Then I think Joe Gordon for the same type of reason. 
And after them, it's a little bit more, it's a little more interesting. I, th- I think I would probably go with uh, probably Tom Tresh, Hector Lopez, and then Tony Kubek. Um, or actually, I would go with Tom Tresh. You could even go with Tom Tresh, Brett Gardner, and Tony Kubek as well. But, I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough call, like I said. I, I'm, I'm kind of partial to Brett Gardner. Um, Tony Kubek had some very good years. Um, I, I think I would probably go with Spud Chandler, Joe Gordon, uh, Tom Tresh, Tony Kubek, and then Brett Gardner, fifth. Um, but I think that fifth spot could probably be changed could, with even Lupinella as well, who I feel like, you know, I, I feel like he... he he maybe it's because Phil Lupinella is so well known as a manager and being a very he was a very good manager, uh you know winning the World Series with the Reds and had some very good teams with the Seattle Mariners, um obviously he managed the Yankees as well, you know so he he had quite a bit of success as a manager that maybe because he was so successful as a manager people forget that he was a, a very good, um very good player at one time um or, or or they just don't remember him they didn't get to see him play um like with me but anyway so that's my top five uh most underrated yankees of all time spud chandler joe gordon and um and then uh tom trash tony kubek and i think i gotta go with i think i gotta go with lupinella so spud chandler joe gordon tom trash tony kubek and lupinella is the top five most underrated Yankees of all time and the most overrated Yankees of all time. Now, this one I had a little more trouble um, coming to uh, finding players. I didn't find, I didn't, I couldn't think of as many players, um, the most overrated players of in Yankees history. Um, so I just, I started to think about some of the guys that had signed contracts that maybe, you know, they had signed to a lot of money like a Jason Giambi for instance and yes Jason Giambi had a very good career and and I think I think he he definitely played well as a Yankee but he also considering how much he was making how high his salary was you could say maybe that he wasn't he 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 was overrated even though I don't I I like Giambi a lot I you know when he came to the Yankees obviously he he um you know, you could tell once, he, I don't know if maybe the first season he was on steroids or not, but but I don't think that really matters. I, I think just just the, as far as just um, if he's overrated, I, I don't, I, it's hard to say that he's overrated. I mean, I guess, you know, defensively he was never really that great of a defensive first baseman, and he wasn't with the Yankees. Of course, he ended up becoming a DH by the end of his career. But I, I just think um, when he signed that big of a contract and, and, he didn't really achieve what maybe they they thought that he would, and that's kind of why I put him on here. Also, Randy Johnson, who played for the Yankees for two or three years, I believe. I think it was two years, um, and he, he. I think one year he was really he wasn't good at all. I think it was the last year he was with the Yankees, and uh, the first two years he was okay, but of course he was toward the end of his career as well. Um, but I think you could make a case for him. Jacoby Ellsbury, of course, is another one. Um, you know, he, he once he signed, I mean, they they gave him too much, and I'm sure the Yankees would admit it as well. 
but um you know they, they he just um he I for whatever reason it just didn't work out and just got hurt obviously it was because he got hurt way too much and and he just couldn't stay on the field unfortunately um but um but even when he was on the field Jacoby Ellsbury he he just didn't he didn't he didn't hit with the Yankees he just he just, it just didn't pan out um another one I thought of was Kenny Rogers left-handed pitcher for the New York Yankees back in the late 90s and I think he ended up coming back to the Yankees like in the 2000s Somewhere in the 2000s, maybe 03 or so, something like that. Um, but it wasn't for long, I don't think. Um, but he never really, in my opinion, at least from what I can remember, from my perspective, I, I don't remember Kenny Rogers ever being a, like, he might have had a few good games here and there, but he never, he was not, he, he was not that great with the Yankees. I mean, he wasn't bad, but he, he wasn't, he was he was he was probably more of a bottom bottom of the rotation starter, um, but he wasn't necessarily very good at at times. Um, and then there was also Javier Vasquez was another one who was a and, and Kenny Rogers had a lot of success with the Texas Rangers and I think a few other teams because he played with quite a few teams in his career. But sometimes um, some guys just don't play well in New York, kind of like Joey Gallo. Or whoever it might be, um, Javier Vasquez too. Javier Vasquez, he was he was playing, he was pitching really really well with the Montreal Expos, and the Yankees. I think they got him via trade. I can't remember right now who who they traded for him, but I'm pretty sure they traded for him. But at least the first, actually no, twice they traded for him. Um, but he just it just didn't work out. I think the first year, 2004, he actually was decent. Or he was pretty good, I think. I can't remember if he had a theory of it was like four, so it was it wasn't great, but it wasn't wasn't bad. Then after that, he really didn't do very well with the Yankees, and I think he might have gotten hurt quite a bit too. Um, so I, I think you gotta gotta put him on on this list as well. There were a couple other guys that I thought about, like Dave Winfield, Ricky Henderson, but Ricky Henderson definitely wasn't overrated because even though his his tenure wasn't great with the Yankees it wasn't because of his play on the field I think it was more because of contract reasons or just disputes with the owner at the time um because at that time and he played in the 80s and and there were things that were going on that that Henderson might not have liked and so I I don't um I don't think Henderson is overrated was an overrated Yankee because he had some very good years I mean I mean he still I think he stole 100 bases once and like 80 bases uh, the rest the other three seasons in his career besides 1990 because 1990 he played half a season with no 89 he played half a season with the Yankees and ended up getting traded to the Oakland A's um, where he started uh, where he won another uh, World Series and actually he started with the Oakland A's um, but. Anyways, um, Brian McCann's another one that I thought of, and you could probably make a case for him, but I feel like Brian McCann at least gave the Yankees something, whereas with like someone like Jacoby Ellsbury, really didn't give the Yankees that much. I mean, I think the first first year, maybe two years, he was okay, but for the money that he was um, being paid, I don't think I think Jacoby Ellsbury was overrated. Um, which is too bad because he had a lot of talent and it just didn't didn't work out. So 
um, those are the, really the only players that I could think of for the most overrated Yankees of all time. So for my top five most overrated Yankees of all time, um, number one, I have to go with Jacoby Ellsbury. I think I think you got to go with him. Then Javier Vasquez, and then I'd probably go with um, probably go with Kenny Rogers. Then Jason Giambi and Randy Johnson. And the reason why I go with Randy Johnson last is just because he only played like a couple seasons for the Yankees. It wasn't he didn't play very long and, and it was toward the end of his career. So I mean, who knows if, if he had played when he was in his prime, if he was with the Yankees, it would have been interesting to see how he would have done. Although at the same time though too, I mean of course there was that incident when Randy Johnson first got traded to the Yankees. Um, with the cameraman and uh, the camera camera went right into his face and he just pushed it away with his hands and no uh, photography or something I don't know and actually he, he does photography professionally now um, but you know he just didn't like the spotlight in New York and some guys just don't hand, just don't like just they just they just don't like that they need their privacy so yeah that's my top five most overrated Yankees of all time one more time is Jacoby Ellsbury Kenny Rogers Javier Vasquez, Randy Johnson, actually no, Jason Giambi, and then Randy Johnson. And the top five most underrated Yankees of all time, like I said before, Spud Chandler, Joe Gordon, um, Tom Tresh, Tony Kubek, and Lupinella. But like I said, I mean, there's really no right or wrong to these top fives. Um, in fact, feel free to email me your top five most overrated our top five most underrated Yankees of all time at historicpinstripes at gmail.com. You can also feel free to just tweet tweet us at historicnyy on Twitter, or you can feel free to just comment on one of our posts on Instagram or Facebook. Um, but anyways, before I let you go, I just want to remind you again that the Historic Pinstripes is a proud member of the 4041 Media family. Also, I wanted to thank you very, very much for listening to this episode Feel free to uh, follow us and um, and uh, share us share share this podcast out there. And uh, once again, thank you for listening. There's going to be a lot more content to come, and I'll see you next week, everybody, with another episode. So this is Brian saying, as always, go Yankees.